With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Spend some time in the country. Live from Ontario and heard around the world. Welcome to In the Country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country. What a great show we have in store. Two country legends are joining me, Mo Bandy and Leroy Van Dyke. We're going to hear their classic country hits on the show, including Till I'm Too Old to Die Young from Mo Bandy and Walk On By from Leroy Van Dyke. Let's get things started now with my first guest, Mo Bandy. His hits include Till I'm Too Old to Die Young, Americana, you haven't heard the last of me, and let's get over them together, and many, many more. Welcome to the show, Mo. Good to be with you, Dave. Good talking with you. It is good to have you here. I'm so excited. I've been a fan for a long time. Love hearing your music. Till I'm Too Old to Die Young is one of my favorite songs. I love the message in that song. You know, that song's been very special to me, uh, and it does. It has, uh, it has a very special message in... in uh, I, I, everywhere I sing it, uh, people relate to their families, and it's been just a great song for me. I was honored that I, I was able to record that. You've got some other wonderful songs, and we will talk about them as well, including Hank Williams, You Wrote My Life. Not only is it a great song, but I understand, Mo, when you were starting out, as a lot of artists do, you're trying to find your own sound, but you, you want to be like the greats who came before you. So Hank Williams and George Jones were two of your influences. That's correct. I loved Hank Williams when I was a kid. I, I loved that sound. My dad sang, and he sang uh, like Hank Williams, and uh, so it inspired me very much. You know, I've always loved country duets from Kenny and Dolly to Conway and Loretta. Uh, that is such a big part of country music, isn't it, the, the male and female duets? It sure is. It really is. And and I've always loved to do duets. Uh, and Becky is just a great, great singer and songwriter. And I was uh, tickled to death to have a song with her. Well, let's talk about uh, some of your Canadian touring, because I know that uh, looking at your website, Mo, you have some dates coming up in Ontario in September. And one of them is uh, September 12th at the Marmara, Marmara Jamboree in Marmara, Ontario. That's a very popular event. And September 13th, the Spencerville Fair in Spencerville, Ontario. Did, have you, I know, actually, I know you have, but what is it like when you head up to uh, Ontario and Canada? I love to play in Canada. Uh, I just always enjoy it. Uh, my good friend Gary Warner up there brings me in, and uh, we've always had good times in Canada. The people are 
they love country music there, and, uh, and and that's why I love to be there, you know, and everybody's so nice. We do love country music here, and those are two great dates in September. People can head to MoBandy.com to uh, get all the specifics on those. Let's let's go back in time, Mo, when you first started. I know one of the big years for you in music was 1972. Ray Baker and a hunting trip you went on, and that got the ball rolling as far as moving ahead in music. Can you tell us about that? Well, Ray Baker was on a hunting trip, and uh, I heard this producer was in town, and so I went to his hotel and knocked on the door and told him, my name's Mo Bandy, and I want to be a, uh, I want to record. And uh, luckily, he, he came out and heard me play that night. I was, I was playing at a place in San Antonio, Texas, actually. And uh, he had liked my sound, and uh, did a session on me, and then we just led. We finally found a uh, a song after several sessions, a song called "I Just Started Hating Cheating Songs Today," and we recorded that, and it took off, and that was my first chart record, and it opened the door for me. And of course, Ray and I cut a lot more songs after that. And you went on to have ten number one hits, forty top ten hits, sixty six chart hits. Five gold albums, a lot of awards in there as well. When you're when you're hearing a song, as you mentioned, the, the first single you had that did very well over the years, Mo. When you've been pitched songs, do you feel you have a pretty good ear to listen to the demo and know whether it's going to make a great song or not? I think I do. Uh, over the years, I've listened to a million songs at least, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's something about a, a, a great song that'll just kind of catch you and. It's like finding a gold nugget when you're hunting gold, uh, and, and there's a certain sound about it. And some of them you miss, and some of them you don't hear at the time, and somebody else will hear it. And, and so you might want to go back and, and listen to that again. And I've had that happen, too. And uh, But it's a very special. When, when I hear a, a hit song, it's just a very special feeling. I've heard that from other artists who've talked about songs that have gotten away from them. Maybe they didn't hear the demo properly or didn't imagine themselves singing it, but then it went on to become a big hit, and I guess that's got to be a feeling that uh, you kind of kick yourself a bit, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I passed on a lot of great songs, and uh, it, you just got to, for what you listen to, and make sure you listen to it right. But uh, it's, uh, it's, it's an art to picking songs, and uh, there's some of the great singers out there that have uh, really been able to, I, I think one of the greatest was Conway Twitty, could hear a song mm-hmm. better than anybody. And uh, you can tell by these great songs he come out with that these guys know how to pick songs. One of my parents' favorite songs of yours, and, and they're Canadian, live in Canada, but is Americana, which I think no matter whether you live in America or can relate to that song specifically, is is a song that people love. What is it about Americana, Mo, that uh, your audience responds to so strongly? Well, you know, that song has been popular all over the world, and uh, it, it, it can apply to any place, especially... Uh, I, I love to travel around Canada and the little towns and the small towns and the country folks. And uh, it relates to those people, good, hardworking people that that uh, do the right thing. You don't hear about uh, these people because they do uh, what they're supposed to do and they're happy. And 
and that's what that song is about, and it applies to all over the world, I think. I think you're absolutely right on that, and that's what a lot of great country songs do. They they might be specific to something, but people can relate to them and, and find themselves in the song. I want to share uh, one of your great hits on here. It's one of my favorite of your songs and one of my favorite all-time country songs, Till I'm Too Old to Die Young. Uh, what can you tell us about the song, Mo, either the meaning behind it or when you first heard it? What, what makes the song so special to you? Well, it... it uh... I, Kevin Welch wrote that song, and uh, I heard the song, and it had been laying around Nashville for a while, and uh, nobody cut it. A lot of people said, well, it has to do with death. And uh, I heard it, and I said, no, it has to do with life. And uh, the, the key to that song, I always thought, was uh, let me watch my children grow to see what they become. Uh, that song is so... Uh, important and so heavy that uh, it really made the song, I think. And I think we all want to watch our children grow to see what they become. That's that's what we, we, that's our goal in life. It's a great song, and I can't wait to play it right now. From my guest, Mo Bandy, this is Till I'm Too Old to Die Young on In the Country. If life feels like a candle bright, death must be the wind. You can close your window tight, and it still comes blowing in. So I will climb the highest hill and watch the rising sun and I pray that I don't feel the chill till I'm too old to die young let me watch my children grow to see what they become oh Lord don't let that cold Now I have had some dear sweet friends I thought would never die. Now the only thing that's left of them is the teardrops in my eyes. If I could have one wish today and know it. Well, I would say everyone could stay with their too old to die young. Let me watch my children grow to see what they become. Oh, Lord, don't let that cold wind blow till I'm too Watch my children grow to see what they become. 
that cold wind blows till I'm too old to die. What a great song from my guest, Mo Bandy. That is called Till I'm Too Old to Die Young. You'll find that song and many other of Mo Bandy's songs at iTunes, and you'll find him on the Internet at MoBandy.com. Now, of course, country music has changed a lot these days, Mo, as, as all music has. Is there anybody these days or in the last 10 years even that you have become a fan of, that, that you enjoy their music? Well, there's a lot of them uh, that that are doing very well that that I, I like. Uh, of course, I like George Strait and and Alan Jackson because they still mm-hmm. sing my type of song. But there are some great ones out there, and I just went to the ACM Awards uh, recently, and uh, uh, they're they're it's a different style of music than we had, but uh, these. These guys and gals are appealing to the young kids, and and I think there's some good ones out there. I, I hate to name one because I, I want to. There are several, actually. Sure, absolutely. As far as being an entertainer, Mo, we know there are singer songwriters, there's artists, but when somebody becomes an entertainer, that's kind of taking it to a whole other level. What do you think you do so well that people consider you an entertainer and somebody they want to go back and see again and again? Well, I like to do my songs, of course, but I love to interact with the crowd. I love to play off of the crowds. I love to tell jokes. I like to talk to the people in the audience while I'm singing, while I'm uh, doing the stage. And uh, I, I love to be an entertainer. I do impressions. I do all this stuff, and uh, I, I feel like I want to really make them go home feeling entertained. And uh, that that's one of the things I love to do. You had a very successful partnership uh, with Joe Stampley, Mo and Joe, and all the fun songs you did together, including Where's that? Where's the Dress, I think was the name of the song. What was it like right. when two of you were doing those humorous songs? Well, it was fun. Joe and I are good buddies, and... Uh, we had some great times. We had a lot of fun. We it, it kind of got me out of the uh, and Joe too out of the, the vein we was in and give a, a little humor to our songs. And we also had our records going at the same time, so it was really uh, a lot of fun. And Joe and I still do a few shows every once in a while, and uh, we're good friends. I love when uh, country artists team up, you and Joe and, and Alan, or, uh, Keith Urban and Brad Paisley. It's always great to see two different artists come together and, and do songs together. Let's talk about the Grand Ole Opry. So many of my guests visit Nashville and go to the Grand Ole Opry. A lot of them live there. But as a performer, what is it like for you to be on that stage? Well, it's always a, a thrill to be on the opera stage. Uh, I uh, I don't think I've ever been on the opera stage where I didn't think of all the past uh, entertainers that have been on that stage. and uh, It's a pleasure and a thrill to be able to perform on the opera. And I, I do, they let me come in quite a bit and do the opera, and I, I'm always thrilled. It's very special. 
Your songs are very meaningful, including Till I'm Too Old to Die Young, Americana, which we discussed. We've got a song coming up called Let's Get Over Them Together. I'm sure over the years, Mo, that you, you've had a chance for fans to come up to you after a show or, or send you an email or a letter and tell you about a song of yours that had an impact on their life. Can, can you talk about anything just generally about some of your songs that have done that for, for your fans? Well, of course, uh, Till I'm Too Old to Die Young, more than any song, but uh, Bandy the Rodeo Clown is just, I uh, have a lot of people that when, when they were kids, they loved it, and the kids nowadays seem to like it, and I think anything uh, you do with a clown in it, you know, And uh, but Bandy the Rodeo Clown is one they, they talk about quite a bit. Of course, Americana uh, uh, describes uh, so much in that song, so descriptive. That uh, I, I hear that all the time. I think, regardless of how much country music changes, stuff like Americana, Lee Greenwood's "God Bless the USA," whatever the song is, I think that's what country music does well. It tells a story, it gives you pride for whatever country you're in, and I think it helps you get through tough times. Well, it, uh, country music is about life, and I think when you sing about life, you you uh, you touches somebody in a certain way and uh mm-hmm. that's what that's what it is it's about life it's uh, a lot of the words and the, the melody together uh make you think of things in your life that you've done or uh, you know somebody that's done it. and so uh i think it's so important that we watch what we're saying about because uh people take us literally <laughs> those words yeah Definitely, and I think especially in country music, it's kind of life lessons and life morals and all that stuff in the music, so it's very important, as you just said. Your website is mobandy.com. You're doing a ton of shows across the states. In September, you'll be in Ontario, September 12th and 13th, so people can head to your website, mobandy.com, to to, uh, make sure they save those dates. Ten number one hits, 40 top ten hits, 66 chart hits, Five gold albums are the numbers, but let's turn to a song, because this is one of my favorites of yours. Uh, you sing with Becky Hobbs. Let's get over them together. And before I share the song, Mo, what, what can you tell me about the song? Well, that song, I found it uh, in Nashville. Uh, somebody had pitched me that song, and of course I, I, I knew it was a duet, and I carried it with me for uh, quite a while. And uh, with Becky Hobbs, we did a pair together uh, in Oklahoma, and uh, I told her, I said, I found, I got a song here that uh, does a duet, and, and she liked it, and we did it, and it, it worked out really good. It did indeed, and let's hear it now. Mo Bandy, joined by Becky Hobbs, here on In the Country. Let's get over them together. I don't know if we can make it Baby, let's give it a good try We're both coming off of losing It ain't easy telling love goodbye You don't look a thing like her And I guess I don't measure up to him Maybe together we can get each other over them 
Let's get over them together and burn to old memories. Let's get over them together. I'll help you and you help me. Lay your head on my shoulder Let's go somewhere that's out of sight Let's get over them together and burn to old memories. Let's get over them together. I'll help you and you help me. Let's get over them together. And that's my guest, Mo Bandy, along with Becky Hobbs. Let's get over them together here on In the Country. You'll uh, find more about Mo at his website, mobandy.com. Before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you, Mo, for for any artist, and of course it's a different musical landscape these days with social media and technology, but as far as starting a career for a young singer-songwriter, what advice could you pass on to them to help them along? The main thing uh, is uh, if they sing to write songs. Uh, writing is so important nowadays. Uh, you got to write and and to learn as many instruments as you can play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to. I, I think you need to play an instrument. If it helps. You don't have to. But uh, and the thing about it is, is get, get to Nashville as much as you can. Nashville is really the heart of uh, of the country music uh, a lot. You know, because there are other places, but Nashville is so important. And uh, and try to be around the right people and and be the lucky one that gets picked and that's kind of way it is, you know. Thank you so much, Mo. It has been a pleasure here. I'll again remind our listeners you have some Ontario dates coming up September 12th and 13th. They can head to MoBandy.com and of course iTunes to get all your great music. We heard just a couple of your songs on the show. Thanks so much for being here. It's been a real pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Up next, we'll be hearing from another country legend, Leroy Van Dyke. In the Country with Dave Woods has been broadcasting live from Ontario, Canada since 2009. Over the years, Dave has welcomed the biggest names and the newest voices of country music on his show. He grew up on country and embraces the past and present and gets excited about the new singers and songs played on the radio every day. Dave has interviewed country stars like Michelle Wright, Gord Bamford, and Carolyn Don Johnson. If you enjoy hearing the stories behind your favorite songs or how a singer got their start, then tune in to In the Country with Dave Woods. Every show airs live, but it's no problem if you ever miss one. It stays available online as a podcast. You can listen to it anytime, day or night. If you love country music, you'll love In the Country with Dave Woods.
He always gets to the heart of country music. And now it's my pleasure to welcome country legend Leroy Van Dyke to the show. You know his big hits, Walk On By. Back in the 60s, that spent 19 weeks at number one and a total of 40-plus weeks on the charts. Amazing. And the song Auctioneer is a big hit of his as well, which is an understatement. And in fact, he is a licensed auctioneer. Lots to talk about. My pleasure to welcome Leroy Van Dyke. Hey, Leroy. Well, thank you, Dave. How are you? I am doing just wonderful here in Canada, and welcome to, uh, of course, we're heard all over the world, but welcome to uh, a show broadcasting out of Canada. Um, good good to hear from you, and, and we're glad that we're going out across Canada. It's one of my favorite places to work. Tell me about that, because I know that you've been, for the last four decades, you haven't missed a show, and you tour all around the world. What has your experience been like when you've been in Canada? It's uh, almost always been good. There have been times we've had uh, we've had uh, some inclement weather, but we know how to handle that. In the, in the, in the, in the, That's right. In the in the winter time, you have to be careful how you plan your schedule up there. But we uh, we we like it. We we played to sold out crowds all across Canada. I've never been to the Maritimes, but from there on west, I've played a lot of shows in Canada. Uh, uh, fairs, exhibitions, uh, private get-togethers, auctioneer conventions, nightclubs, concerts, hockey arenas, played everything. And you have right now the Leroy Van Dyke Country Gold Tour, which has been going for quite a long time. I know that one of the next dates coming up is at CMA Festival June 14th. You're performing and emceeing along with uh, Janie Fricky will be there, the couple of the Gatlin brothers, Bobby Bear, and some other guests how do you find the audience responds, and I, I'm sure it's in a great way, but responds to hearing classic country music? Well, uh, people are hungry for classic country music. You probably already know that without my telling you. Uh, and my wife is, runs our whole operation down here, and she came up with this idea. I guess it's been close to 25 years ago now, and it's gradually built and built and built. Uh, country Gold Tour, by definition, is a... A package show made up of classic country music performers that have had million seller records or massive television exposure, or in a few cases, if they haven't had that, uh, maybe they're just so good that we can't ignore them. And she'll right. package those shows <laughs> anywhere from, uh, and they, they all use my band, and it saves uh, set up and tear down time. And I come on and open the show, and then I MC the rest of the show. It's a fast moving show, no dead time. You hear nothing but number one or million seller uh, records. It's called Country Gold Tour, and we're we're proud of it. Gladys has been doing those for 25 years, and she's booked those in about 25 different states and four foreign countries. It's a very successful operation, and we have on June the 14th at uh, a music fest in Nashville a, a show. I guess it's the 14th in the afternoon. There's a Country Gold Tour show with 10 acts on the show. It'll be wonderful. Wow, yeah, I was looking at the list of names, and they're amazing. That's going to be quite a show for anyone who heads uh, on June 14th to that CMA festival. The song The Auctioneer, I know that you wrote it in Korea about Ray Sims, who was an auctioneer, who turned out to be a second cousin of yours. When you sang that song, you wrote the song, I know, you wrote it by yourself. Was it hard to sing? Did you ever trip over the words? (laughs) Well, (laughs) funny it was easy to write the song i really don't know where it came from it just came out of the air 
uh, I was in Korea in the Army. I was a special agent in Army counterintelligence and traveled around quite a bit in Korea. And I, I was driving around in an inner jeep most of the time, and it just started coming to me. And finally, I, I said, I better write this down because it keeps coming to me, and I better not ignore it anymore. So that's where it came from. And it, it was easy to write, but it took me two weeks to learn it after I wrote it. Because, uh, uh, seriously, that's not just something to be uh, talking about. Talking here never does exactly the same thing uh, for that long a period, like the structure of the song. And uh, so, but to make it fit, everything has to be the same every time. And it was really, even even though I wrote it, it was difficult for me to learn to sing it. It took about two weeks. So that was a huge hit song for you. I know that you are a licensed auctioneer. That happened yes. after the song? How did how did that come about? Uh, well, I wrote that while I was in Korea. Uh, came back home and I went to work. My, my major in college was animal science and journalism. And a, a few weeks after I got back from the military, I went to work for a, a livestock newspaper traveling and helping promote and helping to execute uh, the operation of uh, marketing cattle and you know, registered cattle and registered hogs and other livestock. Uh, and uh, after about two or two and a half years with the newspaper, I got the song on record within two weeks. It was hitting the charts within three months. We had sold a million records. So that wow. it happened really, really fast. Let's turn to the song Walk On By, which I'm going to play for our listeners. Oh, this is one of my favorite classic country songs walk on by it's it's catchy every time you listen to it it's it's just a terrific song 19 weeks at number one and 40 plus weeks on the charts record-breaking tell me about the song walk on by and maybe when you first heard the song to record it what what did you feel well i I signed with mercury records in early 1961 that's that's been several years ago before you were born and uh (laughs) No, seriously, I don't know how old you are, but I bet you're not that old. Uh, and uh, we had a, a record out that got in the charts and got up to about number 17, uh, Harlan Harris song called Big Man in a Big House. But it went to about 17 and just sat there for a while and then started to drop down. And uh, it became evident that we needed to find a, a follow-up song for that. So uh, my... Uh, leader on my recording sessions, Jerry Kennedy, guitar player, uh, and I started going making the rounds to the publishing companies looking for songs. And we, we found this song. He wasn't going to play it for me at first because he said it wasn't finished. I said, well, let me hear it anyway. And after the first few lines, I almost said, no, what else you got? Because it was a very, very bad demo record. Uh, the sound was bad. The vocal was bad. The music was bad. But it got to the chorus, and it said, just walk on by, and in the pause, and it said, wait on the corner. I said, that's it, I want it. But it wow. wasn't done. There was, there was just one verse and part of a chorus. So I I rewrote the, the first verse and rearranged the chorus, and the publisher took it home with him that night and wrote the second verse. So the, the, the final form of that song, as you know it, and as the country music fans know it around the world, uh, is the result of three people, the guy that came up with the idea and the, the first version, of course, and, and then uh, uh, 
and then the, the guy at Lowry Music did the second verse, Gary Walker. And then I rearranged things a little bit and changed a few words. So it's a combination of all three of our efforts that made it into its final form. What were your thoughts when the song climbed to number one and stayed there for a record-breaking 19 weeks? Uh, Can you describe how that felt? I didn't know what to think. Uh, (laughs) uh, Because I had been with Dot Records on on my first record on Auctioneer, and it sold about 3 million records. But they didn't know how to promote me. They didn't know what to do with me. They didn't know whether I was rockabilly or country or pop. Uh, I I just considered uh, Auctioneer a a country song that told a story, which is what it is. They didn't know. They just considered it a novelty song and didn't have any idea what to do with me. So they didn't promote my records. The next three releases I had on Dot didn't sell any because they didn't promote them. Uh, right. And then, I, but it, but it gave me a feeling of satisfaction to know that my second record on Mercury became the biggest country song of all time, uh, single of all time, uh, based on plays and uh, number of sales and number of weeks in the charts. After uh, I had been turned down during the period between Dot and Mercury, I've been turned down by more record labels than any, any other act in history, I think. But it, that gave me a great deal of satisfaction. So let's hear that song now. What a great country classic here on In the Country. It's called Walk On By by my guest, Leroy Van Dyke. If I see Tomorrow on some street in town, pardon me if I don't say hello. I belong to another, it wouldn't look so good to know someone I'm not supposed to know. Just walk on by. Wait on the corner I love you but we're strangers when we meet Just walk on by Wait on the corner I love you but we're strangers when we Outside of town Tonight we'll try To say goodbye Again But I know It's not over I'll call Tomorrow night I can't let You go So why pretend Just walk on by Wait on the corner I love you, but we're strangers when we meet. Just walk on by, wait on the corner. I love you, but we're strangers when we meet. I love 
And that's country legend Leroy Van Dyke, the huge hit, and that's an understatement, called Walk On By. Spent 19 weeks at number one back in the 60s. You can learn more about Leroy at LeroyVanDyke.com. Now, an interesting fact I was reading at your website, Leroy, you were the only country performer to open up a show for Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, and uh, it just happened kind of by accident. Everybody in my unit in in Korea knew that I had a guitar, and they knew that I sat around a little bit and sang a few songs. And one day the uh, assistant regimental commander came to my tent. He said, I want to ask you a favor, and I said, what would that be? He said, I'd like for you to open the USO show that we have coming in here. I forgot how many days prior or following that. And I said, yeah, I'll do that. And so I said, by the way, who's coming in? They said, Marilyn Monroe. I said, you've got to be kidding me. You want me to go out there in front of 30,000 sex-starved GIs and sing while they're waiting for Marilyn Monroe to show up? <laughs> but but it worked real good. The, all of our fellow soldiers were good to me, and she was nice to me, so it was a perfect day. Who were your influences, Leroy, when you were just beginning and looking to uh, find your own path in country music? Who were you looking up to and who were you inspired by? Well, my very first experiences with, or, or experience, I'll, I'll make that singular. My, my first experience with country music was with the old six-volt uh, car battery-powered radios that we had. We did not have electricity on the farm where I grew up. But every morning at exactly 6 o'clock, my dad would go to the uh, dining room and turn on the old battery-powered radio to transcriptions with Gene Autry singing back in the saddle again. So I woke Mm. up to that song every morning at 6 o'clock. So that was one of my very earliest influences. And from there on, it it spread out to people like Red Foley, Sons of the Pioneers, uh, um, Roy Rogers, and, and people like that. Members of the Grand Ole Opry, and, and they became some of my favorites, and they were instrumental in in uh, increasing my interest in country music. Tell me about the Grand Ole Opry. Of course, so many people visit there all the time and see great performances. As a performer, Leroy, what has the Grand Ole Opry meant to you over the years? Well, uh, I had a curious experience with the Grand Ole Opry. I was a regular on the ABC television uh, Ozark Jubilee uh, show. It was a network show that came out of Springfield, Missouri, and the star was Red Foley. I was there for three years and then moved to Nashville and joined the Grand Ole Opry. They turned me down. I I went to ask them two or three times if they'd be interested in putting me on as a regular, and they said no. And then finally, in 1962, after it had two million sellers, then they came to me and asked me to come on, which I did, but then, then they made regulations that we had to be there 26 Saturday nights. I couldn't be there 26 Saturday nights. I was working the road and had a lot of show dates and a family to feed. So instead of 26 Saturday nights that first year, I only made 22 of them. And the second year, I only made, uh, they, they dropped it to a requirement of 20 appearances on the Grand Ole Opry. And, and I only made 18 of those, so at that point I said, I can't follow those guidelines of being there that much because I've got to work and I've got to make some money. And so I asked for an indefinite leave of absence from the show. 
and it's been that way ever since. I've mm-hmm. been back periodically to work that show, and it's a good experience. It's a, uh, the terminology, the mother church of, of country music. Right. has had uh, wor- worldwide uh, recognition as being a very, very important uh, part of country music. I'm going to play another of your classic songs. We talked about it earlier, The Auctioneer. Get that uh, on in just a moment. But tell me a bit about it. Is the Do you ever have somebody come up to you and try to sing it, try to say part of it to you? <laughs> yeah, it bugs me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know why they want to want to come up to me and sing it to me because I already know the song. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But uh, there are a lot of people trying to do the song. There's only one person that's ever done it correctly. A lot of them tried, but they don't get it right. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was a girl named Jana Lou, little uh, pretty blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl that opened for me at the Landmark Hotel in Las Vegas, and she said could I ask you a favor? And I said, yes. What is it? She said, do you mind if I record auction it here? I said, well, I have no control over it because that's controlled by the publishing company. But uh, I said, you, you can have my blessings under one condition. And she said, what's that? And I said, that you do it correctly. She said, how am I <laughs> going to do that? I said, I'm going to spend time with you during this 10 days at the Landmark Hotel, uh, and I'm going to teach you this song, syllable by syllable and note for note. So all of our spare time for the next 10 days was this girl and her husband and I uh, sitting around working on that song. And a few weeks later, I got a, I got a record in the mail. It's uh, Jana Lou singing auctioneer. She got every syllable, every note perfect. She's the only person that's ever got it right. What a great story. I love that, Leroy. Let's hear the song now, the original version from my guest, Leroy Van Dyke. Here's the auctioneer on In the Country. Hey, well, all right, sir. Here we go there, and what are you going to give for? I'm a 25, I'll give 30 now. Five, we're going to give another $40. I'm going to make it a 40 now. Five, we're going to give another $50. I'm going to make it a 50 now. Five. There was a boy in Arkansas who wouldn't listen to his ma when she told him that he should go to school. He'd sneak away in the afternoon, take a little walk, then pretty soon you'd find him at the local auction barn. He'd stand and listen carefully, then pretty soon he began to see how the auctioneer could talk so rapidly. He said, oh my, it's do or die, I've got to learn that auction cry, gotta make my mark and be an auctioneer. Twenty-five dollar bidder now, thirty dollar thirty. Will you give me thirty? Make it thirty bidder to mama. Thirty dollar. Will you give me thirty? Who did a thirty dollar bid? Thirty dollar bidder now, thirty-five. Will you give me thirty-five to make it thirty-five to bid a thirty-five? Who would have bid it at a thirty-five dollar bid? As time went on, he did his best, and all could see he didn't just. He practiced calling bids both night and day. His pap would find him behind the barn just to working up an awful storm as he tried to imitate the auctioneer. Then his pap said, son, we just can't stand to have a mediocre man selling things at auction using our good name. I'll send you off to auction school, then you'll be nobody's fool. You can take your place among the best. Thirty-five dollar bidder, dollar forty dollar forty. Will they give me forty? Make it a forty bidder. Dollar forty dollar. Will they give me forty? Who did the forty dollar bid? Forty 
around the bitter now. Forty five will give me forty five to make it a forty five to build a forty five. Who will bid it at a forty five dollar bill? So from that boy who went to school, there grew a man who played it cool. He came back home a full fledged auctioneer. Then the people came from miles around just to hear him make that rhythmic sound that filled their hearts with such a happy cheer. His fame spread out from shore to shore. He had all he could do and more. Had to buy a plane to get around. Now he's the top in all the land. Let's pause and give that man a hand. He's the best of all the auctioneers. Forty-five dollar bid and a fifty dollar fifty will he give me fifty? Make a fifty bid and a bomb a fifty dollar will he give me fifty? Who is the fifty dollar bill? Fifty dollar bid and a fifty-five will he give me fifty-five to make it a fifty-five to win the fifty-five? I sold that hog for the fifty dollar bill. Hey, well, all right, sir, open the gate and let 'em out and walk 'em, boys. Here we come, a lot of number twenty-nine in. What are you going to get for 'em? I'm a twenty-five to get thirty now. Five hundred bid and a five another forty dollars on the make it a forty now. Five hundred bid and a five make it a five. Yes, five now sixty dollars on the will he give me sixty now? Five hundred bid and a five another. And that's Leroy Van Dyke, a great country classic. That is called The Auctioneer here on In the Country. You can learn more about him at LeroyVanDyke.com. Walk on by. His classic hit spent 19 weeks at number one, which is amazing. He also has the Leroy Van Dyke Country Gold Tour. You can learn more about that at his website. He'll be at CMA Festival on June 14th. Uh, On the subject of auctioning, as we get set to wrap up here, Leroy, you've written a book called Auctioneering motivation success tell me a bit about the book and the purpose for writing it okay it's it's not just uh necessarily just a book it's a home study course in auctioneering and the main thing is the is the narration uh the, the voice uh showing them how to say who would have been a 50 dollars on the buy there and knowing what they're seeing right um, <laughs> but right after the song auctioneer came out Within a, a year or so, I started having people come up to me on the road and telling me one of three things, that they were inspired to go to auction school when they heard it, or that they were trying to be an auctioneer or they were an auctioneer, and it helped them to work out some of the kinks in their bid-calling rhythm patterns, or number three, that they actually learned to call bids just from listening to the record and became a successful auctioneer. So I became aware at that point that this was something that people needed if they're interested in being an auctioneer because they they need all the help they can get and, and all the, the learning aids that they can. So I, I wrote this. It's, it's made up of uh, three CDs, or no, excuse me, six CDs, and the book that goes along with it, and everything that's on the CDs is also in the book. And it's called... Uh, uh, auctioneering motivation and success. Uh, we've sold it all over the world, every country in the free world, and it's helped a lot of people to get the kinks out of the, the learning process. For you, Leroy, what is the most satisfying part of auctioneering? What is the most fun part for you? Well, I don't know that there's any, any just one thing. Uh, it, it's just a, a pleasure to to get up in front of a crowd of people that want to buy something and, and help them do it and, and mm-hmm. sort out the bids. It, it's, it's fun. <laughs> and it's also uh, it's something not just everybody can do. And yeah. it's, just a, it's just a fun deal. There are a lot of, I've, done, I've sold everything from buffalo to bulldozers and, and uh, real estate to rabbits. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, I have. And uh, I, 
I still, uh, when I play state fairs and county fairs, occasionally they'll have me uh, come over to where they're selling the 4-H and FFA uh, livestock, the, the champion livestock, and I'll help with that just for the fun of it. And then I, I go back to the University of Missouri, my alma mater, uh, once a year for a big uh, fundraising deal. We raise money for scholarships for kids that need help. We do that every year, so it's, it's just a lot of fun. Well, it's been so great speaking with you, Leroy. Uh, your website, LeroyVanDyke.com. I'll encourage our listeners to head there as well as to head to iTunes to get some of your classic songs. We heard a few of them on the show. There are many more they can uh, get off of iTunes and enjoy. Thanks so much for being here, Leroy. Well, thanks, Dean. I'm glad to hear from you and call us anytime you need us. I appreciate that. What a great honor to speak with my guest right there, country legend Leroy Van Dyke. A true pleasure. And I want to also thank my guest that opened up the show, another country legend, Mo Bandy. It's been a very special episode here on In the Country. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of the show. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.